Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. I'm your host and not GM, Azul, and today we continue playing Locus, the horror mystery game about flawed characters. Before we jump right into today's episode, I hope you all had a creeptastically wonderful Halloween. Let's keep the spooky season going because God knows it deserves more creepiness into November. So onwards we go. Previously on Don't Forget Your Towel. About three or four weeks ago, Reese got a tip for a Halloween episode. Someone tracked down a warehouse rumoured to be the old studio for a show called Jollity Park, which was just some some old 90s game show. Rumours about what happened varied in plausibility, from the idea that it simply ran out of funding, to the stories that certain contestants went missing or someone died on set, all the usual conspiracies. Your producer, a chap called John, orchestrated a surprise for you, which came through in an email en route. They had hired a special effects team who were here late yesterday preparing some surprises for you. Wow, man, this looks the part, doesn't it? You got torches, haven't you? No one going there without a torch, it's pretty dark. Hello and welcome to our latest episode of Behind the Hidden Eye. We are at the location of the filming of Jollity Park. This show lasted for seven seasons. The problem is that most people only remember six of them. Your recording is interrupted by this. Welcome to another exciting episode of Jollity Park. Here's your presenter, Brad Randall. Is is that one of the surprises? It says it's from your mom. His face like visibly turns stoic. What is it? Please, don't hurt, don't hurt my boy. It cuts out. Uh, what? You good mate? Someone called me and then I just dipped out. Is there even any reception in this place? Can I like check my phone to see if it is actually on? No, and you you actually remember turning it off before you came in the building. Well, and then he turns around to go, there's only one direction that I think we can go and that Ted? No. <laughs> what? Who's Ted now? Who's who's who? Who's who's Ted? Uh Ted Ted's not important. Um some other time. You'll see the figure of a person slumped against one of the walls, just lit up by the industrial lighting that just came on. As you approach, the smell hits you. It looks like a skull with what was someone's face, and it has been caved in from the top. The body is slumped in a pool of blood, the hand gripping a phone. Um that that's that's a real body. Um, that we should we should we should not be no. We need to get out of here. I'm gonna take the phone. I'm gonna put his finger on the ID scanner to open the phone, and I'm gonna see what's on it. You shouldn't be touching dead bodies. Oh, you won't. <laughs> well, what we're we gonna do? Call the police to a place that doesn't exist? You check the phone. It looks like he had been in the middle of uh, writing out an email to your producer John, and it just says, "Don't come here." But he never managed to press send. i 
Oh, great. Bit late for that. Can I tell them all or have they seen it? Can they read it over my shoulder or? It, it's up to you. Are you shielding it from them with your body? Are you holding it away from them? If you're holding it in a way they could see it, that's up to them if they're looking. Okay, I'm holding it away from them while I read it and then I'll tell them. Okay. okay. I mean, it says it's an email uh, to John. It just says, don't come here, which is kind of obvious by now. To our John? Our John and Jeff. Who the, who the hell's Jeff? Like Jeff and Sam. They organised the whole... Wait, that's... Malarkey, didn't they? You're saying that's our Jeff? That's our Jeff, yeah. Christ. Oh, God. I guess so, seeing as he's emailing John, our producer, saying, don't, don't come here. The buzzing comes back and seems to do a lap around you and then fades out again. That wasp is annoying me. Is that? We gotta get out of here, okay? This is, this is too much. We need to leave and we need to call the cops or something. This is, this is... This is serious. I don't think we should leave. We should leave. I know it sounds crazy, We but know him. <sighs> yeah, exactly. And he's died on what should have been our watch. Who do you think they're going to point their fingers to when they find out that he's dead? Well, not us. How long... T- uh, like, we have evidence from recording. It'll say what time we entered this building. Their pathologist or whatever, if they ever find this place, will be able to prove that we weren't here. All right. We need to get out of here just in general. I'm not staying. I'm not a police officer. I'm going to step out. We're going to call the producer. We're going to call the cops. Wait, no. Understood. Hey, hang on a moment, because because I, I think I think Teresa has a point. If this is something, then I mean, uh, I give a knowing look to Caleb and says, "We've been struggling with, you know, a show, and this this could this could be our big break." And and you can see the wheels have been turning in his in his mind. He goes. I mean, think about it. Imagine what it would be like if we were able to solve a murder and get it all on camera. Are you flipping kidding me right now? This, this could be huge. No. Come on, Malcolm. We could be famous. We could be We could be the next thing. Are you crazy? So if you'd like to roll a repulsion roll to help you persuade Malcolm, I will let Sade pick the difficulty. <laughs> Hard, because because uh, Malcolm is a compassionate person and... As much as he like like would like to get that, it's not like worth. Okay. Like literally, we're amateurs. We don't know how to solve crimes. <laughs> like, so no. wait, which which <laughs> which one of us is rolling? You you can all collaborate on it. So you can all give it a go if you're all pitching into the uh, the persuasion attempt. But oh, it, yeah. it will be the same just the same difficulty for yeah, all. Yeah, I, def- I definitely will because popularity is my haunt as well. So this is definitely something I. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just. I'm just doing my own kind of thing. I'm just kind of looking down the corridor. Mm. It looks like a backstage of a studio. There's a few signposts and labels on some doors down the way that you can now see thanks to the lights. There's no other bodies that you know of at the minute. Where does this buzzing seem to be coming from when it's there? Uh, So to your ears, it sounds like it could be coming from kind of anywhere, but it's always slightly removed, like it's always muffled, like it's behind a wall. You could ask your sound guy to see what he's his recording is actually picking up. So if I roll the same number as my attribute, is that a pass or a fail? I believe a draw is a fail. Because that means the only way I can succeed is with a critical success. Oh no! <laughs> okay, so I failed, used one willpower and still failed by getting two sixes and a five because freaking... Ah. So that will be a stress roll as you fail to get your point across. Yep. 
but but uh, just FYI, Caleb rolled, and Caleb has a one in repulsion, <laughs> and Caleb rolled a four, a four, and a five. Beautiful. Man. Damn. You know, Roy's making no sense. He sounds like a bit of a twat. However, <laughs> Caleb... <laughs> Caleb is making a stellar argument. Like, he's he's got a point a little bit. I mean, think about it. We could, we could go from a little dinky reception hall in a closet that barely has room with the heater to a studio like this. I mean, we could have a better computer. Obviously, no spiders no crawling spiders. through it. But if we solve this, we could be we could be on any show that we wanted. Any show. Think about the sponsors that could roll in. You could get an actual camera, camera. instead of the little ham, hand-holding thing that you're holding. Just think about it. It could be the opportunity of a lifetime. Lifetime. And I don't want you to just walk away. I mean, come on, we gotta capture it all somehow. And I I mean, I'm trying to be nice, but Roy can't do two things at once. I I can't, I can't. He's got the mic, he can't hold the camera too. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) While this is is going on, I've got my ear to the wall and I'm kind of knocking at it, like above (laughs) the dead body, trying to figure out where this buzzing is. Okay. Pay no attention whatsoever. So if we can take a moment to just let Roy do his stress roll. Thank you. So I rolled, uh, uh, it's a hard, was it or medium? Yeah, it's always medium. Stress is always medium. And remind me, director, am I rolling against the same attribute? So no, I'd actually like you to roll against your temper oh thank god in that case it is a success because it's aggravating (laughs) when people when you feel like you can't communicate it's aggravating so temper okay brilliant you're all just still and easy you're not at all stressed out by this body particularly it's great you're you're quite a stable group it's good mentally like the body is just a thing for caleb it's a means to an end for money yeah Yeah. all all roy sees is like hundreds of fans around him (laughs) like i'm not gonna lie I just want to put Roy in my pocket. Like, he's, 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 he's kind of adorable. Ew. All right. Okay. Good point. Very good point, Caleb. I, yes. Camera's great. More fans solving a case. You, I'll pick up what you're putting down. All right. But dead body 101, I guess, just like looking at crime shows, there could be a killer in the building or someone dumped him. Are you okay with that? Teresa seems at home with the body. And he looks at Teresa and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like ear to the, like knocking. He's like, oh my God, okay. Um, fine, <laughs> but we're gonna go just like another 10 minutes and then I'm out. That's, that is my, that is what I'm saying here, okay? Okay. Fair. Fair. All right. As you finish speaking, if everyone could deafen themselves, except Shade. Okie dokie. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Right. So your phone rings again. So he's going to look down at the phone knowing now that like, okay, my phone is definitely off. I checked it. Oh, he's looking at it. What does it say? It definitely just, it, it, it's whatever you have your mom as in your uh, phone book. That, that's the name that comes up. I blocked, actually blocked her. Okay. And he's going to slowly press, you know, like talk and then lift it to his ear this time again. So you do most definitely hear your mother's voice. She is sobbing and distraught. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. If I could take it all back, I would. But please bring my boy back to me. I can't. I I just couldn't bear it. And it cuts out again. Shaky breath. Um, just a quick question. Is she talking about me or is like she talking about like, because she's not telling me to bring someone back? Yeah, it does not sound like she is talking to you. It it sounds like she's on speakerphone. And he like 
puts the phone down and he probably like I'll tell them but like it probably doesn't look great it looks probably like oh this is getting worse cool <laughs> um so yeah yeah that's fine um I'd like you to draw another card as well if that's all right if that's all right it's gonna happen <laughs> uh, it's getting heavy it's getting heavy all right yeah well um yeah yeah what what, what what does everyone else see uh so everyone sees uh Malcolm again look down at the phone but this time he's a lot slower because he knows that he the phone's off and it, he's concerned turns the phone on raises it to his ear doesn't say anything for a little bit and now he looks kind of slowly starting to get kind of more creeped out than everyone obviously is it looks like he, like oh the call end if there was a call and he's just staring at it now i think as you're like holding the phone against your head um roy would probably be like Malcolm, i thought we agreed no calling the cops and he's like just quiet for a second and like you kind of see him trying to process Malcolm? something for a moment mate the phone's off oh let me guess you weren't calling anyone were you no and no one should be able to call you it's just another creepy thing i keep on getting a call from the same person and it's not a call who is it off. uh someone family member keep on saying it, it doesn't matter um it, it's not possible um this is messed up <laughs> Maybe something to do with this building then, because this is I'm pretty messed up. I think so. It's making me want to leave more. <laughs> and he just like looks at Caleb and Roy. Well, you know, it, it could have been. It could have been. Ten minutes hasn't started yet. Yeah, and uh, John, it could have been John doing something to your phone. Uh, uh, maybe this and this is unrelated. You know, it could be something he wanted to. Does he have a hacker guy or something? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Listen, he's he's got a lot of guys clearly, and I pointed <laughs> to the dead guy. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, ten minutes. That's all you have me for, and I'm out. I'm absolutely okay, ten fine. minutes. Caleb, um, okay. which which room were we? Were we in front of one of the doors, or was this at the another T? So, kind of costume and props are a little ways down to your right on this mm-hmm. corridor, and there is Studio C down the corridor to the left. Okay, and there's that buzzing again. It sounds again weirdly ambient, but also like it's coming from behind the walls. I would like to try to use my boom mic to kind of put it where, like, kind of follow it, more or less. Mm -hmm. So what you hear through the boom mic as you hold it up, it sounds like a swarm of big wasps. It's really loud. Anyone here um, afraid of wasps? Who wouldn't be afraid of wasps? I'm just saying... (laughs) Not the biggest fan of them. Well, we should probably keep away from the walls then, because I think they're probably infested. It is an old building. It's one insect that actually enjoys killing things, actually. (laughs) It could could, could be a bee. It could be a bee infestation. Uh, I I can't tell. Forgive me, but I can't tell the difference between a bee buzz and a wasp buzz. (laughs) They're all buzzing to me. Knowing our luck is probably wasps. Well, given our luck, probably wasps indeed. You're not confused. Like, I'm starting to lose. Uh, No, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, given our luck, it's probably uh, fairies. It's probably eight-legged insects. He glares at no, Roy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Roy takes another inhaler. Um, <laughs> doubles up. Peachy. Wait, is that another inhale off the same inhaler, or do you just have pockets full of them? Do you just have like a load of inhalers stashed? He's got the hammer space bag that just has like he just keeps pulling them out. Yeah, just like just inhalers for days. You don't know how many he has, but in this context, he just takes out two and emits like both at the same time. Breathe. 
<laughs> They're different colours as well. You look like a demented walrus. What are you doing? <laughs> he opens his mouth to respond to that and says, you know, I, 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 I don't have anything to say to that. You, you, ha- you got me there. So the light comes on down the hall above where it says Studio C. Like it, it lights up as if... You know, beckoning. <laughs> oh, look, we're being guided. Yeah, immediately referring to Caleb, I say, listen, if we've only got 10 minutes, I, I think perhaps we should risk it. Follow the light. Lead on McDuff. Malcolm, I mean, if we're going to capture this, I, I do need the camera up. <sighs> he raises the camera up and he's going to like do like a very sarcastic, go on ahead, sir. <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> when is going into the light ever been a bad idea, right? Every single time. <laughs> just oh, yeah. Yeah. Every, Every like, there's single just that time. Everyone just looks at him like, really? Did you just say that? <laughs> like, we all just glare at him or look at him in absolute amazement, just like, every like, time. Like, really? Really? Why would you well, say I, I, that? I mean, I mean I, I, come on, guys. It's, like I said, let, right. let's, just go, let's just go. All right, let's, let's just yep. do it. Come so, on. okay, so we're going to start going down and he's he's going to actually like start talking. It's like, okay, so when we started this episode, we were here to discuss Jollity Park, the show, everything that's associated with it. In the last few minutes, things have become a very different story. Um, this This video is now the record of our search for uh, truth and for what might be the hopeful resolution of a murder case. Down the hall, we uh, came across a body and we are doing what we can to see if we can help resolve this. Uh, The lights have kind of been guiding guiding the way and they've been leading us to this Studio C. So we're going to go in here and see what's going on and hopefully we'll get some answers. And I think at that, he's at the door. Okay. Who's going in? It's dark inside. It's not Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is anyone anyone following Caleb into the darkness? Because this this room does not have lights on. Yeah. Uh... I'm gonna go in, but I'm gonna hang back for a bit and keep like glancing down the corridor okay. at this body okay. and see if anything like changes. I go far in en- enough to be able to hold the door open for Malcolm to carry his camera in without having to like deal with doors closing. Okay. So I'd like you all to make either your choice, an ignorance or an impatience check. It's medium. <laughs> um, and just let me know if you succeed. One way or the other. It's the same roll. Uh, that is a two against an ignorance score of one. Nice. Three, one, two, and my patience is two. Can I use it? Um, it's middle one, yep. right? Uh, so yep. can I use my willpower on that to reroll? By means, go for it. Okay. I rolled a one, a three, and then the third dice was cocked, and then I it went on to a three. But I thought I'm going to roll that again for fairness, and then it's a one. So I've got one, one, three now, oh. and my stat is two. So, I'm afraid that's a fail. Yeah, so I, I taught myself into failing. If, if you're happy to accept that as, as a fail on re-rolling the dice, that's fine. If if you feel that would be yeah, I, terribly yeah. unjust, I'm happy to accept it as a as what, what it originally looked no, like it no, was. No, no, that's fine. Um, that's fine. Okay. So after we've resolved the other rolls, we'll do your stress roll. I rolled a one and two and a six against either stat is a three, so it would be a fail. So I'm going to use a point of willpower. That'll put me down to two and I'll roll again. Okay. Um, so as a reminder, 
don't feel like you need to use the willpower to to resolve a failed role. A failed role in Locus doesn't necessarily mean the thing you wanted doesn't happen. It just means that there might also be added consequences. So it, it's a, a failure in Locus is yes, but. Actually, you know what? In that case, I think I'm just going to take the failed role. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I would probably go in using impatience. Okay. I had rolled impatience and I I like re-rolled because I, I took away one willpower. This time three, I do pass because I had a two. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, stressful whenever. Okay. So for the two of you who, who succeeded, you get a sudden burst of inspiration, just kind of out of nowhere, that just says hang on, this show was like Crystal Maze. And those of you who failed, you go, oh, but what? Like, you you kind of remember the kind of show it is. I never watched Crystal Maze. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> you don't, you just don't seem to know it well enough. So um, in your instance, for Teresa, that might inspire her to check. But for Caleb, I don't imagine he's he's too fussed to think about that any harder. But you had the flash of inspiration it is just it got away from you. Can I can I Google that? Can I mm-hmm. based on that that little inkling I have, can I be like yep. what kind of show was this? You have bizarrely good signal. <laughs> this horror house may not have electricity, doesn't have an address, but we've got a Wi-Fi extender. Oh yeah. There. It's got really good 4G. Like it's really strong. <laughs> Priorities for the haunted warehouse studio. I'm hot spotting this. <laughs> So if all of you could deafen yourselves so I can tell Anusha what she finds. Oh la la. Oh, excited. So every single tab that you had open, regardless of what you'd been searching for on it, uh, now comes up with the Wikipedia page for the Krakota, which is, I'll let you roll your um, your knowledge on this. It's, it's uh, cryptozoology. Right, so that's... Um... Two, three, five. So it was easy because this is an easy one because you know this monster. It's it's a mimicker. Okay. So so all of my tabs now have a wiki for this monster. It is a mythical dog wolf that in many instances mimicked the voices of people. This would be the monster that you were looking up at the time. So this is what happened with yeah. Chloe. You were looking up this monster and not believing it could exist. Okay, and what's it called again? A, well, I'm, I may be pronouncing it wrong. Um, it's a Krakota, so C-R-O-C-O-T-T-A. So feel free to bring up the Wikipedia page if, on your phone, because that is, you have all the info that's going to be on there. Do I do a stress roll? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, so if you failed, please do a, please do a stress roll. Uh, it will be a medium, what should we go for with this? Let's go with temper. Yeah, because even if you failed, you would have felt like you got, you, there was something you're not quite joining the dots on about this, but it didn't quite come to you. Uh, my temper's one, and they said this is a medium, so like four. Okay. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you're fine. My temper's a five, and I rolled a one, <laughs> a one, and a six, so I failed. Okay, well, please... If you're happy to accept that role, please do um, migrate up that stress track. You are now tense. You don't. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with being tense. <laughs> it feels appropriate. Yeah. So all all the rest of you will have seen is Teresa checking her notepad and anything else is... Do I need to do my stress thing? Uh, oh, yes. If you could also do a temper. Um, I'm going to draw you a card. So that was a six, a five and a four. Wow. On a medium temper roll. So what's your temper? My temper is... Four. That's a pass. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you you're holding the door open to the room. Come on then, let's get it going. 
because uh, I think you had said something like it, like it gave us inspiration and reminded us of Crystal Maze. Yeah. So the Crystal Maze is a fantastic show. It holds up well. Um, I love it. I genuinely do. It's basically a series of like challenge adventure rooms where okay. in each they've got to collect an amount of crystals that buys them time in the big dome where they can collect the money at the end. But it's functionally just a series of challengers going up against different types of challenges, like skill, physical, mental, whatever, to try to try and win. Um, the usual format is a person goes in or a couple of people go in and the door closes behind them as a big feature. And then they are timed to do the challenge within. Hold up a second. Yeah, like this is kind of giving me like uh, crystal maze vibes, yes. I think. So if we, if we enter that room and it's a crystal maze and we get locked in, I'm going to just say right now, I'm not listening Guys. to either of you ever again. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine now. Guys, there's something um, something we need to discuss. Um, What's that, Teresa? I am... Um, a big shot to come over here for a second. I want a private word. So you're calling over... Come on, Mr. Presenter Guy. Wait, who are you calling over? What's your name? Sorry. You, uh, big shot Mr. Presenter Guy. Caleb, I think Teresa's calling you. Yeah, come over here. I want to talk to you for a second. Uh, okay. Caleb's gonna, I guess, turn around and start walking back because I think he made it a good part of the way in before hearing Malcolm say, you know, door closes behind you and just like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> and starts turning around, coming back. Oh, no. Um, okay. So as what you'd been going into the room, as I described it, would have been, you would have just been walking into darkness and it, it's that kind of unsettlingly mm -hmm. complete darkness. You wouldn't have been able to see the floor. Yeah, he'd be like kind of shuffling forward. Yeah, as you return to the hallway, ah, oh, this light, everything's fine, except the dead body and, you know, the buzzing. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> everything's fine, except literally everything. While this is happening, I'm not sure if this will help at all, but I'm just going to pop the boom mic inside the room and just leave it there. Okay. And once they've had their conversation, I'll ping you a message about what you hear. Sure thing. Now, listen, earlier on, you were talking about, well, I don't know how aware you were of it, but you said about the name Ted. It was as if you'd you'd heard someone called Ted talking to you. Uh, yeah, what about it? Well, I've just tried to look up, you know, what this program reminds me of on my tablet. And it's all the tabs have come up with the name of this creature called a Krakota. And it's, um, it's, it's, look, I've, I've heard of it before. I've done past work on, and research on these. And it's a creature that's known to imitate human voices. And I've, I've, I've had an experience with one in the past. And I think, I think there might be one in this building somehow. It's a, it's a mimic kind of creature. It's, um, basically it's, it's a mythical dog wolf kind of, kind of thing. But the main thing is it, it's just the way that it, imitates human voices and, and the fact that you thought you'd heard what a friend earlier this ted it, it just it felt like a connection i felt like you ought to know that you might hear that again and that it is hmm. did did you did you say anything to malcolm and because the phone calls i don't know if a dog wolf can make phone calls yeah i mean i don't know if it would have a phone but yeah, he's already on edge enough as it is. Uh, yeah, thought maybe not not for the best to add anything else into the mix there. Right, but, exactly. Uh, uh, you know what? Let's let's keep this in mind. And that's for Troy. Troy is it? Troy, the uh, the other guy. Troy, Roy. Oh, Roy. Yeah, I think he's um he's scared by everything. So I think 
Maybe mentioning human mimicking dog wolves maybe isn't the best shout at this stage. Yeah, we don't need him to be a puddle on the ground. Uh, no, we don't. This, this, this stays between us. Unless it needs to not. Exactly. Put it this way. If we got a giant dog mimic wolf thing attacking us, yeah, I think then is a good time to talk about it, but... That's probably a good time to tell, to have the talk. We'll not have the talk because we'll be running, but... Yeah. That's, they'll know by that stage when it's, you know... There. Yeah, they'll be aware. Yeah, they'll be aware of it. Good talk, right? And I, I say that quite loudly. I'm like, yeah, good talk. Right, let's let's get back at it. So for our listeners, the director just messaged me saying that you hear scratching coming from below the floor and a horrible wet slurping noise. Yeah, good talk. Right, let's let's get back at it. Sounds good. Uh, yes, Caleb will start walking back. Everything, everything good? Yeah, just uh, discussing tactics. Um, does this remind anyone anyone of you of another game show? Yeah. Like, like, I'm getting a weird vibe, but I don't know what it is. And, you know, my tablet's got no signal. I can't look anything up on it, but... I said crystal maze. Crystal maze. If I go into that room and I get locked in, I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> Not listening to either. Oh, like an escape room kind of deal? Yeah. That's a fair point, though. Hmm. The director just messaged me saying that there is a missing persons person under your foot. The eyes are scratched out of the missing person advertised, but their clothes, their jawlines, you know them. You know them well. And I have to draw a card. Maybe one of us should stay outside, or two of us and two should go in. Roy is distracted. He's looking down on the ground. He's, he's not particularly paying attention to all of you. Roy. Hmm? Uh, hey, you all right? Sorry, what, what's going on? Um, the conversation, you... Uh, we were just talking about how you were going to go in first. Wait, 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 what? If this is a crystal I, I, maze situation, that door's gonna lock behind us if we go in. So, uh, Teresa was saying two people in, two people out, just in case. And if we get locked in, you know, two people free. I think it's a shout. Listen, as, as, as logical as that sounds, I'm sure that the studio door will not lock. I mean, it is, it is the studio door. Um, the crystal maze is supposed to be inside. I mean, you have watched the show, right? Yes, but also there's a dead body right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was exactly my point too. Like you say, supposed to be nothing here is as it's supposed to be. Right. Uh, well, okay. Um, fine, fine. Uh, but sh- sure. Who's coming with me? Caleb. And he put like claps his hand on Caleb's shoulder. Since you wanted to like, you know, make this a whole amateur detective hour, why don't you go on ahead? Hang on. Back up a bit for a moment. If indeed we are going inside for the whole purpose of actually, you know, getting popular, wouldn't, uh, Malcolm, shouldn't you be going? I have no problem going in, but I'm letting you know, don't like the situation. But the person that's starting it, <laughs> this guy, points at Caleb, is going to either come with me or is going in. Hey, Roy, if you're so nervous about going in with your boom, why don't you leave the boom in the room and stay outside with me here while they go in? Then we've got everything we need apart from accuracy. To create a show. I mean, just why don't you just use the boom to prop the door open? I mean, you you always talk about how that thing is super, super powerful and super robust and all that. Just prop prop the door open with it. Do go on about that. The buzzing comes back. The buzzing is getting louder. Okay, that's really annoying me now. What is that? Director, have we seen, like, have we seen any chairs or movable objects in the hallway so far? In the hallway, um, so there... A body. There's some debris and there's a body. (laughs) (sighs) God. I mean... We could literally, we could hold the door open ourselves. That's what I was still thinking about. 
But but I mean, we could all just leave the boom mic and go inside if that's what we want to do. This baby will keep us safe. And if we all get locked inside, what happens then? Teresa, this this is a high-tech, very, very, very sturdy boom mic. It, it, it'll keep us safe. It has been close to an hour since you've been in this building. So I'd like you all to draw a card. Oh boy. As the density of the weight of this place just presses down for a moment, just to remind you that where you are is not okay. And in that moment, the buzzing crescendos. It sounds like it's coming now down the same corridor, no longer through a wall. Oh, no. Mm, no, no. Rounding where the T-junction is. Oh, God. Guys, I, I think the wasps are coming our way. I'm pointing the boom mic towards the T-junction now and kind of packing away. Boy. Um... I know we were talking about getting stuck, but uh, I'm pretty sure wasps are probably a worse possibility to face us. Is anyone looking in the direction of the sound? Yes. I am turning my camera in that direction. I think we all are at this point. You see in the lights, thanks to the lights, there is shadow. And you see the silhouette of some kind of insect, as as you deduced on the wall, some kind of wasp. And as it rounds the corner, getting closer, the shadow does not shrink. It reveals itself to be a hornet about the size of a dog with a fleshy, headless, wasp-shaped body. The centre of its thorax drips with mucus from an open cavity where human ribs make a mockery of the concept of teeth. Behind them, veins and arteries held suspended in place where a heart should be. It flies directly from Malcolm. And... Oh god, oh god, oh god. We're about to enter a conflict, everyone. Oh no. Cool. First one. Let's do yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. So when you, when you said shadow, I was like, oh no, it's not lots of wasps. It's not lots of little things. It's one big wasp. It is indeed. Yeah, it's a big one. Oh no. It's rather large. That is the most disgusting oh, description of a hornet I have ever <laughs> come across. It was a little bit, yeah. So we are doing an initiative check, which is just 3d6, and you add your results, um, and then subtract one. And then the way conflict works is rather than making easy, medium, or hard rolls, you make a contested roll against me, or more specifically, the creature that has just revealed itself. Delightful. So basically, on your turn, you can choose one action. You can move, which is a contested check versus no one and it calculates your move based on your result how far you can move Um, you can hide which is a contested check against something searching for you you can attack if you have a weapon which is a contested check against the opponent you can defend which just gives you an extra one onto the next contested check you do or you if you can think of something not covered by the above we will see how that goes (laughs) fingers crossed Hello listeners, Future Azul here and welcome to the Midrow. Apologies for the sudden interruption, but we just wanted to point out the fact that we had some technical difficulties while recording this and because of that, Anusha had to drop out for a short duration during the combat session that is soon to come. This is why Steph basically takes control of her character briefly for the next few turns. Also, Bardra Cafe, a D&D actual play podcast where magic goes wild, shared their trailer with us as part of a cross-promotional thing that we're doing. So, here it is. Bardra Cafe is a real play podcast where everybody has wild magic and nobody knows what to expect. Even me, the DM. Until further notice, you have complete amnesia starting immediately. The butterfly, because you are looking really hard at it, has gained your sneak attack feature. I'm so proud of this little guy. As you try to speak, you open your mouth and pink bubbles float out instead and no sound is created. 
Blub, 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 blub. Come check us out when you get a chance. You can find Bard Rock Cafe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You're in for a wild time. And with that, let's get back to the show. I, I will say that to executive director decision, your friend Reese is going to, in a very Reese-like manner, whatever that is, she is going to defend. Roy. He is quite a bit of a coward, so I think he's just going to hide, or he's just going to run into the darkness. Your options are run down the corridor into unknown, or run into the room, which you know in theory should at least be a studio, even if it is suspiciously dark right now. Is in the corridor from whence the creature's coming? Uh, yes. yes. So, so run towards <laughs> the creepy death bug or away from the creepy death bug. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I choose away from the creepy dead bug. Okay, so you're going to move, so I'd like you to roll a contested check, which is just 3d6, and go versus your own clumsiness. Oh, fail. So you got no successes. Yeah, so I have a grand total of amazingly zero successes. That's fine. <laughs> you may play this out how you wish, but functionally, you do not achieve, you try to run away, but you don't get very far. So however you wish that to, to happen. Yeah, this makes complete sense to me. Um, I mean, the boomerang is a huge thing and Roy turns and attempts to run. But when you're running, you're not usually holding this like six foot long pole arm thing in a small corridor. So I think what happens is he just immediately, the boomerang probably hits against like Malcolm or Caleb, whoever's closest to me, and instead of going forward, I just fall onto the ground. Okay, um, Caleb. Okay, so who is closest to Caleb? So probably Reese, because you were just talking to her, but she's holding up her digipad thing and hiding. Right, because his plan is to go tour into the darkness. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering if there is a what would need to be done to drag someone along with me. So. It depends if they are going to fight you. Mm-hmm. I'd say either if they're inert and not fighting you at all and just kind of limp, that would be a medium or hard frailty roll. If okay. they wanted to fight you, it would be a contested check. But he, he wait, he would have seen Roy fall. Yeah. Okay, because as much as a, of a jerk he can be, he still wants to at least kind of do a right thing for people. So he will, yeah, he will go and I guess like work on picking Roy up and like start bringing him toward the darkness. Okay. So Roy, are you going to resist being picked up, do nothing, or or try to hit, uh, also get up yourself? Probably do nothing because okay. I'm a bit, I think at this point in time, I'm just oblivious to what's going on. I've just fallen down. And yeah, panicky. So do a hard frailty roll. Picking up someone who's doing nothing is actually quite difficult. I need to roll three fives, basically. Or fives and sixes. Two sixes and a five. That's a pass. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. Nicely done. All right. You help the shocked Roy to his feet. So next is the creature who is going to do a contested check against Malcolm. So it is chasing you. So I would like you to roll 3d6 against your carelessness. Uh, See if you can react. (laughs) One of the things I suck at. (laughs) (laughs) Two of them are over. Okay, so it is a tie, but in case of a tie, defender wins. 
So you manage to back out of its range. Yeah. Just. Okay. Its stinger appears to be made of sharpened bone. <laughs> I don't like this. So I can like start doing conflict uh, options yep. now? Yep. It, it is your go. So I was like, so I was going to pick up Roy, but like, you know, Caleb did that. So I'm going to do the same thing to uh, Teresa and bring her into the room. Okay. Um, so she is going to, yeah, that seems like a sensible idea. So she's just going to help. She's going <laughs> to, she's going to assist you. So that'll be um, a kind of a medium, medium frailty roll. Okay. Uh, I definitely pass. Uh, two sixes and a four and my frailty is two. Incredible. So. Yep. You all huddle into the room. So the minute your feet all cross the threshold, the door closes. And the lights come on. I knew it. <laughs> Joy. May I ask a question real quick? You may. Because I went out of my way to help Roy up. Would you consider that being an acting with my virtue of unity? Yes. Oh. Yes, I would. Okay. And you would have gone towards the monster to do so, which was against self-preservation interest. So, yeah, I'm happy for you to, to discard a neutral card. Yep. Or a haunt, actually, and uh, and receive your willpower. Ooh. I'm happy with that. I am going to discard my haunt card then in there. Thank you kindly. And then I get three willpower, I believe. I think you get five for doing significant in your own virtue. Oh. Mm. There isn't a lot of time to process what you've just seen coming down the hallway at you before a number of things happen in quick succession. Firstly, the door closes behind you. Secondly, a sharp bone spear tip comes through the door, but gets wedged in the door and then disappears. Thirdly, the lights come on. And lastly, the following audio track plays from somewhere overhead. That's right, Brett. Here our contestants will have to solve the riddle and spell the words to cross the floor. If they guess wrong, they'll risk falling below. They won't want to fall below. So the room is a bit to take in. There's plush velvet curtains all around the walls. An opulent chandelier is on the ceiling, although it seems to have lots of stickers hanging off it from sponsors. The floor is marbled tiles, some of which are cracked, but mostly in good condition. And there's a grid across the centre of the room that has a mix of letters on it. Do we know what the letters are? Yeah, they're all just English letters, just in a big old jumble. <laughs> like Scrabble. Kind of. So a screen is lowered from the back of the room, which draws your attention to a small plinth that it is beside. This is on the other side of the letter grid to you. And there is a key on the pedestal, on the plinth. The screen comes to life. First it says, brought to you by Panko Cake Bars. Then it says the following. I'm made with an egg. I have plenty of backbone, but not a good leg. I peel layers like an onion, but still remain whole. What am I? Made with an egg. I have plenty of backbone, but not a good leg. So you've had a voice clip that's kind of given you instructions. You've got a riddle on a screen at the far end of the room and a floor full of letters. I feel like this is some kind of test. You guys ever seen Saw? Oh, yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, not that I want to freak you out, but it's getting that vibe. Yeah, you really tell. I mean, I'm already kind of freaked out. I'm like, I don't like you don't have to worry about scaring me at this point. I think we're there. Let's just really hope that we don't have to start cutting each other's hands off or something like that for like blood quantity. Backbone, but not a good leg. That would be terrible. Uh, why is that where your mind went to? <laughs> so she said, I mean, there is a saw. key. That's there's a key in saw and there's a key on that plinth. But it sounds like we all have to work together. And well, that's reassuring. Oh, 
or else, and then gestures to the floor, I'm assuming something happens out there. There's a whirring noise, like machinery starting up, and another screen oh. gets lowered beside the other one <laughs> with a 10-minute timer on it. Oh. Oh, great. Oh, right. Oh, okay, so, so it is then. What was that about? Uh, <laughs> 10 minutes? <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, it's still 10 Maybe minutes. Maybe they must be listening in. Because that's you go. what they've given Ten you. minutes. Start now. 9.45. I, don't make me punch you, Caleb. I, I will not hold back anymore. <laughs> Oof, touchy. While this is happening, Roy bends down, picks up a piece of paper and puts it into his pocket. Okay. Crumples it up into his pocket. The timer is now at 9.30. Oh. What's that, what's um, that piece of paper you doing? What was that? That was me trying to stop littering, you know, because littering is really bad, especially in a creepy place like this who knows what, what kind was of... it really roy roy i don't have the patience for this that was what not was really it? the focus of littering i don't think anyone cares about a decrepit building with littering i care also shouldn't we no, focus on don't. the timer yeah we should and he uh turns <laughs> what is to it the... i come from an egg right, all right i come from it i'm made with an egg I've made, i have plenty of bad made bone, egg. but not a good leg I peel layers like an onion, but still remain whole. Onion. Like an onion. Eight minutes, 30. I mean, it's oh, a snake, joy. right? It's a snake, because it comes from an egg. It's got a long back, but it don't have any legs. And then it peels its skin off when it sheds it. Oh, yeah. What's the last bit? You're really good at this. That's really good. Okay. All right. Uh, Thanks. Is yeah, there any so- more? What was the other bit? So spell out snake then, right? Like that, I, I believe that... so. I guess. So are there letters on the floor that would spell out snake that are in a reasonable distance from each other? Yeah, you look like you could make that. But still remain whole. I don't know the last yeah. bit, but I think it's a No, snake. I think you're right. Um, I mean, even after shedding, the snake still remains. The snake a is snake. still a complete snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a snake is still a snake. Doesn't break apart. <laughs> I don't know why it's a snake. That's not very reassuring. We've just had a giant wasp. We're going to have a snake as well. Please don't bring that into fruition, please. Um, I'm not wishing it. I'm just saying. Uh, I can't just manifest a snake. I mean, I manifest a timer. (laughs) We manifested a wasp. That's another minute down. Caleb's going to start jumping on on the letters. Okay. I'm just going to watch. You step on the S and nothing happens. On the N, nothing happens. A, K, E, and you're across. The riddle on the board changes. Oh. Oh, oh no. Wait, Wait how, what? Just one at a time. So one each... at a time. Why does he go across when I solve the riddle? Uh, that's a good question. You've got six minutes, 50 left. Oh, God damn it. It is okay. easier to forgive an enemy than a friend for me. Without trust, I am nothing. What the hell does that mean? Easier to forgive an enemy than a friend for me. Without trust, I am nothing. <sighs> is this a, some kind of cryptic crossword thing without trust i am nothing so a word that you take trust out of it and it leaves nothing i don't know uh untrustworthy um maybe it's easier to forgive an enemy than a friend for me without trust i'm nothing unworthy then betrayal i don't know i'm really bad at riddles this is not (laughs) easy to forgive where in other shows at this point there might be audience interaction or fellow teammates outside the room giving you hints there is nothing but silence there is no backing track no laugh track without trust i'm nothing as far as you know okay what what would an enemy do to you 
that a friend would not an attack perhaps betrayal but trust that's what i was thinking i as feel well. like it's a word thing without trust i am nothing so it's a word that contains trust so if any of you want to make a roll to help you deduce something you can oh, i would I like forgot. i can yes. do that yes <laughs> Uh, I will love to do that very much. Okay, me as well. So, please, can you roll? Let's go with... Can I have an impatience roll? A hard one. Okay. That is three, and I have an impatience score of two, so it's success. Three with an impatience of two. Nice. So, the word that's been said already by a couple of you, you feel like that that's onto something, you feel like that could be the one. Trust. Betrayal? That one. Betrayal. I think betrayal. Roy will immediately just start jumping to spell okay. the words betrayal. Okay, Roy goes for it with four minutes left on the clock. So, yeah, you make it across with betrayal. It's a bit of a winding path, but you make it to the other side beside Caleb. The riddle changes again. All right, what's this one going to be? I have branches, yet I have no leaves, no trunk and no fruit. What am I? Oh, it could be anything. It could be lightning. It could be a family tree. It could be anything. <laughs> Maybe. It, it could be a bank. It could be lightning. Like, that sounds a bit right. Lightning, it could be a bank. A bank has branches. Could I don't be. know which could one. Be. Uh, could what be happens river? if we try and get it wrong? You'll have to find out. It could be a river, too. Like, a branch. rivers branch out, too, right? Like Rivers branch I don't think well. you want to find out if you're wrong. So we've got three options, bank, river, and lightning. Okay. So in the first in the first roll of letters, there is an L and there is a B, but there is no R. There's an L and there's a B. So it could be lightning. Could also be bank. How many how many letters would it take to get across? Like how how what's the grid? What's the dimensions of the grid? So it's wider than it is long, but what you see as you try to count is that you always seem to come up with a different number, no matter what dimension you're trying to count. Um, I kind of shout out, Oi, I, I think it's bank, just go for bank. I mean, I'm sh- lightning just seems too long. What's on the row before I get to the end? What's on the last row? The last row? Can I see that? Um, yeah. There's a whole range of letters. Are you looking for a letter in particular? Yeah, G or a K. A G or a K. But there's a K. Go with bank. All right. All right. You want to go? You I, I go for it. Okay. Yeah. You make it across to the other side. Fantastic. <laughs> it's just me. Oh. <laughs> I'll help you from here. Okay, thanks. There's three minutes, 20 left. Hey, sometimes I'm petty and sometimes I'm dirty, yet I am beloved and many would kill for me. What am I? Sometimes I'm petty and sometimes Caleb is going to yell out, money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's like, sorry, true. Malcolm just like stops and then looks at Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Caleb just shrugs. That's that's actually a decent because you can have petty cash, petty cash, dirty money. It makes sense. Yeah, a beloved. A lot of people and would kill for it. Why you got there so quickly? I cannot imagine. Okay. Yeah, Roy's also looking at Caleb, just wondering. We're both kind of looking at Caleb like <laughs> you monster. It's two minutes thirty. Okay, I am going like right, so. Money, I'm gonna just check. Go I'm just gonna check the first row to make sure there is money. Like there's an M, there's an M in the front. Yeah. Okay, I am going to make that or try to. Uh, pop to make the spell money. All right. You make it across to the other side. <sighs> Thank you. <Woo. laughs> the timer pauses <laughs> at two minutes 17. Well, that was close. And you hear the following. Amazing. Great stuff, Brett. <laughs> Brett has got one of the three keys they need to unlock the final challenge. The clock is ticking and there's only a limited amount of time left. Back to you, Brett. an hour. So one of three? That never gets any less creepy. No, it doesn't. What the heck is going on? With a squeak of something unoiled, the curtains draw back 
and reveal a door behind the pedestal with the key on it. I think we're supposed to take the key. Can't be that simple. Why is that a big finale for a key on a stone? Well, we, 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 we solved the first room. Well, forgive me if I don't trust it. <laughs> Hang on a second. I mean, Hang on a second. They did say it's one of three, so... Could those words mean anything? Like the snake, the bank, the money and the betrayal? Is it saying that one of us is going to betray the others and be a snake and take the key for the sake of money that's behind the door? Or one of us has betrayed someone. Or is what each of us done these things? I take a step back from the group. Uh, can I can I do like a one of my expertise reading people on Roy? Yeah. If that's all right. So By how does means. that work? It's like rolling. Uh, yep. So I'd like you to roll ignorance for me. Um, and it would be a expertise, which makes it easy. All right. Okay, so I got a five on that one, and my uh, my ignorance is a four, so... Fab. Yeah, if you want to explain Roy's reasoning for stepping back. Yeah, uh, I think you, you can tell that he looks guilty, and definitely uh, like he's hiding something. Or he's afraid, or all of the, all of the above. <laughs> so then, like, you kind of see Malcolm's face, like, go very, like... I wouldn't say cold, just, like, blank for a second, it's like... Roy. Yes. What what word resonates with you? Is it a betrayal? Is that the one that resonates with you the most? <laughs> what are you talking about? Why are you being so dodgy? Okay, listen. There's something about this place that surely you've noticed. They it, it knows this is not a normal place. This 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 is this they whoever's doing this knows us. Yeah. And apparently knows us enough that it's making you uncomfortable. What'd you pick up back there, by the way? <laughs> Roy takes another step backwards. Malcolm's gonna take a step forward. <laughs> like, oh. Here we go. What, what, what did you pick up? That's come on, buddy. Malcolm, uh, I. I... <laughs> Malcolm he, just looked gonna... down at him like, what? Come on. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna, like, he's kind of stuttering, trying to say something, but like the words don't come out of his mouth, and he just like zips up and he says, "I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick up anything." Yes, you did. We all saw you. We've been seeing huge wasps, for God's sake. Who knows? You you were probably hallucinating. I have nothing. I didn't pick so up anything. So you're calling me crazy. I'm, I'm, no, no. That's that's not what I mean. That's 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 not what I'm saying. I'm mm. just saying that we don't know what's going on, right? This could this could be any any anything could be happening, okay? And if I did pick something up, it's it's none of your business. Oh. Oh, it's not my business. I literally stayed here an extra 10 minutes, which already got counted down, by the way. He points to like the, the screen. Um, and guess what? I can't even, I can't even freaking leave. So not my business? Are you kidding me right now? You know, I'm always weak to logic. <laughs> I hope in the next room there's an eight-legged being in there. And then he like turns no, okay, around. Okay, okay. <laughs> 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 I, I just want to say K Caleb has a look that's just I'm glad on this isn't being directed at me <laughs> <laughs> as Malcolm turns around he just like side eyes Caleb but doesn't say anything mm -hmm. Reese is having a great time this this is popcorn worthy this is great <laughs> <laughs> alright so are you stepping through the door or are you picking up the key alright Malcolm's gonna look at it for a little bit and then he's gonna go up and pick it up yep. cautiously <laughs> hopefully nothing happens alright you have a key Please add a key to your inventory. It's a passive item. Ding, ding, ding. It basically just means you can't use it for rolls. It's just a thing that you have on you. Okay. Like your phone. So we, I think. Guess now go through the door. <laughs> well, we're here, so onward, I guess. 
What secrets are the crew hiding from one another? And will they ever escape this nightmarish hellscape? Find out on the next episode of Don't Forget Your Towel. If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at DFYT underscore podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider supporting us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready.